All right, dude, we're live. We're rolling. It's happening. Here we are. How you doing, man? Once again. Dude, I'm doing good. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm so good, man. Life's crazy. Life's been interesting. Mm-hmm. The past uh, the past few months, we'll catch up. Um, we'll do all of that. And uh, everybody, thank you guys for uh, checking out this podcast episode. If you're live or watching or listening to it later, appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to check out this episode. Uh, Josh Whippy is back, man. I don't even know how many this might be like five i don't know i think it's five i think five yeah yeah man you're at 150 is that counting is that just is that real live talk 150 yeah 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 real life wow that's impressive how many total counting your old one episode i did 100 with the old one wow so so 250 dude you're kind of like i mean the statistics say the average person's like they quit before their seventh episode so you're, (laughs) you're crushing that yeah, and yeah i don't know why that is true. i think people i think I, myself you and i have talked many times about doing a podcast and stuff like that and i hear those statistics and i think man do i is it really just like um is that is it something obtainable like can i really do this like and i gotta tell you man you've made so much time available to do this stuff uh and you've been consistent and i keep thinking of that that and thinking can i do what duke does i don't know i'm not sure i don't think the average people can so dude, thank you for keeping it going, man. I check in occasionally, you know, check in and uh, I love when you and your wife do things when at least when you speak in English. I love that. Yeah, so. when we speak English. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny yesterday. Yo, those, uh, those yeah. who don't know, I was like just kind of scrolling. I never I'm never on Facebook. It was just like one of those moments that I jumped on. I was scrolling and Denise and Duke were talking. Uh, church, some church thing. You can explain what you're doing. I don't know, but I was sitting there and I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying. I felt like yeah. Ron Burgundy with Baxter. You know, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I texted. What's that, Duke? You 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 pooped in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> you ate a whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even upset. I'm in fact, I'm impressed. Um, for those of you who don't know, we're quoting a movie. But anyway. So yeah, I don't know what you're talking about when you're doing that, but what were you doing? It looked it looked pretty interesting. We were talking about it was yesterday. I should remember yesterday. <laughs> um, we were talking about like meditation, um, like meditating on the Word of God, and kind of jumping off from Psalm uh, 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord. Mm. And and so talking about like how the words of our mouth really reflect what we have in our heart out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks uh, and the importance of, you know, meditating on the word of God, meditating on the promises of God, keeping the things that God has spoken to you. And of course, the word of God itself, keeping keeping that in front of you at the forefront of your mind and um, or forefront of your mind. But but uh, but meditating on the word of God, because what we, what we meditate on, like, we're always going to be meditating. I think we're always meditating on something. We're always thinking mm-hmm. about or pondering over having that kind of inner dialogue, that inner conversation going on uh, about something. And a lot of times I feel like it, for me, if I don't keep it in check, it can s- tend to skew very negative. Hmm. And I can be thinking about, you know, like stuff that I'm worried about or anxious about, or, you know, whatever stuff that we're, where I'm uncertain and if I, I like, I just know for me with my mind, if I'm not careful, I can overanalyze 
things to a to a fault to where it can actually for me turn into worry and I can start feeling anxious and stuff like that. And, you know, Paul writes in Philippians four, be anxious for nothing. Nothing. It's like that's a, that's a beautiful invitation, I think, from God to like, hey, anything that you're worried about, anything that you're, you know, confused about that's causing there to be like pressure that you're carrying for yourself. It's like this invitation from God to, to say, lay that down, give that to me, let me carry the weight of that for you. And instead, you focus on me. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's this like sacrifice of praise, or is this sacrifice of thanksgiving, where we don't maybe feel like it, or we, you know, we maybe don't, it wouldn't be our first human impulse to, to worship or to say thank you, because we might actually be dealing with something very, very heavy at the moment. But when we're willing to kind of lay that down and make that exchange, um, it's just it's amazing what God will will do and and how he can bring us into that place of peace. Hmm. And and it brings me back to um, I think it's is it Isaiah 26. Verse yeah, with, three, Jeremiah, I think it is. with Jeremiah. Yeah. Well, no. Um, well, what were you talking? I'm sorry. I, 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 just, I was thinking I about the ahead. one. With Isaiah. <laughs> you said Isaiah and I, my yeah, brain yeah. has already moved on. I apologize. But yeah, go ahead. What was yeah, it? I was thinking. I was thinking about the one uh, where he says, um, uh, "You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed oh, yeah. on you, mm-hmm. because he trusts in you." And, mm-hmm. and and I think that even that, like the 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 trust issue there. Uh, mm-hmm. At least I know, like this is how it plays out a lot for me. Mm-hmm. It's like I found the the thing that the thing that has my my trust really has a lot of my my heart the focus of my heart the focus of my mm. um of my meditation and so yeah. like if i'm kind of if if i'm not trusting god with an issue or with a with a matter in my life that i'm dealing with then i just know for me that i go off the rails in my mind and start this like anxious worry spiral where i can start to try to like figure something out in my mind or just think about something enough to kind of give myself that false sense of feeling like I'm in control when I'm really not. And it's like, uh, I just think that that's a fleshly desire to stay in control. But he says, but he says, when uh, your mind is stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. And so that's the invitation of God. It's like, I've got perfect peace for you. Hmm. Just keep your mind stayed on me. And it's like shifting the focus sometimes of our meditation um, and again, by meditation, I just mean, what are we thinking about? What are we inner conversating about? You know, and sometimes we've well, got to be conscious to flip that, that, right. that conversation around so that it's focused on, on the right thing. Well, it's interesting. You're bringing this up. Actually, I, I just preached on this at youth group last Thursday. For those of you just listening and don't know, I am a, an associate pastor at my church. I've been there actually next month will be 15 years. So here we go. Woo. Uh, yeah, I man. supposed to introduce you? No, you're all good. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm doing that pastoral thing. Pastor yeah. Josh Whippy. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking about this whole idea of, of this thing, worshiping, not just like with our mind, uh, but like pouring out our hearts is kind of where I was mm. going with that, you know? And yeah. I was just pulling up some notes here and I jumped the gun. The reason why I jumped the gun is because uh, the one thing I, I had brought, I just heard, you said Isaiah and I heard Jeremiah. Well, they both end <laughs> with an uh, I, uh. So, yeah. um, but this is just, to me, this is like incredible. It's in, um, 
where is it here? Oh, now I'm losing it. Oh, Jeremiah. Yeah. Lamentations. So Lamentations three, I mean, talk about having a, like you were saying the things that we have in our mind that are like the things that you worry about, the things that you're, you're like, I mean, he has 20 in in Lamentations three, he has 23 verses of pain and anguish and just, just complaints, I guess you could say. But here he is in that, and, I, and what you said just makes so much sense. He says in verse 19 in, in Lamentations 3, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember mm-hmm. them, and my soul is downcast within me. And then he says, though, in verse 21, he says, yet, I love that, this I call mm-hmm. to my mind, therefore I have hope, because the Lord's great love, uh, we are not consumed for his compassions. They never fail. And they're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So I look at that and it's like what he's doing is he's meditating, right? He's thinking, yeah, I'm in this garbage. I'm pouring out my heart. This stuff stinks and it's terrible and it's awful. But but I still have hope because I'm thinking back. I'm remembering back of what you've done. I'm I'm thinking back. And I use the analogy, which didn't really work with teenagers because they have no idea what I'm talking about. But I use the analogy of Blockbuster going and, and getting that first uh <laughs> getting that VHS, VHS tape. And you remember when you put them in, when you put that VHS tape in, you remember it had that thing written on the, on the tape. And it said, if you remember, please be kind, rewind, rewind. Okay. Right. So there's something yeah. about going back when we're, when we're meditating on the Lord and just remembering what he's done. But it's so funny because you hit all my points because the second thing I had right there was trusting in God's power for my future. So, I'm trying to think not just of what he's done, but I'm also that trust factor is what you said, right? You said the trust. Yeah. It's like, I'm trusting that even though I'm, I may be in like the lowest point of my life, I'm trusting because I'm remembering back of who he is and I'm trusting God for my future. And I kind of likened it to mm. like one time my parents gave, we were opening presents for, I think it was Christmas or something going around the room. And I don't know, I got distracted as people know that happens to me a lot with ADHD or whatever I have that was never diagnosed as a kid, but I totally forgot. And I just think you you escaped, you slipped through the system. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of kids don't. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. But I mean, I was sitting there, I'm thinking, I, I, I don't know, for some reason, I thought I opened the gift that my parents gave me. Mm -hmm. So I said, thank you so much. I gave them a hug and they're like, you you didn't open the gift. Now you can look at that and say, I'm a dumb blonde. And (laughs) like, I just didn't realize, but here's the honest to God truth. I think because they are such good gift givers and because throughout my whole life, and especially the last 10 years, my parents always get me the same thing. I already know before opening it, that it's a good gift. I already know. Mm. So like, I thank them almost out of just like, I expected that gift to be good. And I didn't even open it yet. And I think that's what it is for God. It's like, even though you, maybe you haven't received the gift yet, but you know, it's good. And Mm. that's the trust that he, cause you're thinking back. It's like, my parents have a reputation of giving good gifts. So does he, right. He has a reputation of pulling me out of the miry clay. He has a reputation of, of, you know, bringing life in death situations. So I just love that, that idea. And then I think of like the psalmists, you know, whoever you want to attribute those to, but constantly crying out for help constantly, mm-hmm. but always has that, but you Lord moment. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, absolutely. That, but you Lord. I and mean, I think that comes from, I actually have it written down here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Psalms 102, you'll see that in verse 12 after he goes through. I actually, in verse 5, it's crazy. He says, in my distress, I groan aloud and I'm reduced to skin and bones. He says, I lie awake for I'm like a bird alone on a roof. My enemies taunt me. I'm like, whoa, dude, that is so deep. But then in verse 12, he says, but you, Lord, sit enthroned forever and your renown endures through generations. I'm like, dude, this like that is where we're at. That's yeah. what you're talking about. That meditation is is sometimes not like you said, it's not what you feel like doing. You don't feel like praising. You don't feel like meditating on that because you want to think about the negative, but we need to have that mm. but you Lord moment where we say, yeah, it sucks, but you Lord are amazing and incredible and awesome and yeah. That's so cool. But what I heard from you and your wife when you were doing that was nothing because I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. Also, uh, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Under Armour. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I'm like Check the fattest out. guy that wears Under Armour, you know? I wear... <laughs> I always wear Under Armour. My T-shirt is also got to rep, got to rep the brand right there. Wow, so. I don't want to do that because I'm double, just wearing a double tank under. <laughs> I'm just wearing a tank under this, so I'm not going to do that to the audience. We don't, you don't need to see that. Make yourself comfortable. By the way, are you, uh, are you, is, are you getting a, a back massage from that chair right um, now as we speak? It, it turned or off. You... Those of you who don't know. <laughs> Uh, my wife for my birthday, my wife and my parents got me this really cool office chair and um, it has a massager in it and it is, it also has a heater in it, which I don't, don't need today, but this thing is, this thing is choice. And uh, yeah, so I'm getting, I'm getting a massage right now. You can't, you might hear it in my voice. Uh, but, <laughs> you just um, start to drift off. I'll just like start clapping in the microphone. <laughs> Yo, we got this guy in my church. I love him to death, but he falls asleep constantly i'm sure you all know people in church that fall asleep but this guy falls asleep while he's actually doing something in the media booth like <laughs> i actually got a couple guys that fall asleep one guy fell asleep during oh. worship while he was doing the the words for the projection and for the visual part and he fell asleep during that so hey i could it's a possibility but i'm gonna shut it off so that that's not a possibility I had a, did I ever tell you about my, my teacher? I had a teacher, I think I was in eighth grade and I had a teacher who, um, I, I mean, I, I believe it's called narcolepsy where you just fall asleep. Yeah. Like you just, and it just hits you and you just, you just fall asleep. So he would fall asleep regularly at his desk during class and we were, you know, stupid teenagers. And so we <laughs> completely took advantage of it. <laughs> oh yeah. You have to. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we did. We did the similar thing. We had a in second grade. I had a, a, a teacher who she smoked and remember back in the 90s, you could smoke, but she had to go outside to smoke. Luckily, mm -hmm. we we're on the third floor. So she had, a you know, three, three flights of stairs to go up and down. And when she went out to have a smoke, one of the kids would be on the lookout while the other kids went and got all the answers to the test, you know. So, yeah, we, we did. We took advantage as well <laughs> with her smoking habits. And it's crazy to think about. Think about that for a second. Like that would never fly in today's day and age. Like you can't even have no. you can't smoke on the premises. You can't smoke there. But there was a time I, they tell me it was like I was in school. I don't remember it. But there was a time in the 80s where there was a teacher's smoking lounge. Right. Yeah. In the building. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy to think about. That is kinds of change. Different world. Totally different world. I mean, we're. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm in some ways it's great. In some ways it's terrible, right? Sure. I mean, I don't know if we really want our parents smoke or our teachers smoking in school. So I think, or let's just be honest, like even in restaurants, like not being a for people not being able to smoke is wonderful because those were some, if you look back on it, that was gross. Nobody wants Remember how crappy it was being in bowling alleys. Like bowling alleys to me were always the worst because I think in restaurants you had a smoking section, right? But I don't Mm -hmm. think in most of them it, it wasn't. I don't think it was like the whole restaurant, at least when I was, you know, a kid or whatever. Right. But yeah, but I remember the bowling alleys were always just like just, it was like walking into a cloud. And I used to love bowl. Like I'd go bowling a lot and, and, I, and I loved it. I still love it. But it's like, but yeah, I was so happy when they specifically for that reason, when they changed that law, like I was really happy for bowling, for like specifically for <laughs> bowling alleys. Yeah, just for bowling. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, I can remember. You know, like McDonald's had a smoking section growing up at our local McDonald's here. And it was like one of the prime spots and it was right next to the kids play place. So, you know, the <laughs> indoor one, you know, with the Ronald McDonald yep. and Hamburglar and they had yep. that like weird tree and they'd have birthday parties there. You're doing that. And they're like smoking up a chimney next door to you. It was yeah, just crazy. <laughs> that's, that's it's crazy, but yeah, like, man, that's good stuff, right? That those are good changes, but I think we can all agree that a lot of like what's happening in our society now and some of the things I would say are very negative and detrimental to the fabric of our our society that we're in now. You know, I, I mentioned to you before off air uh, this whole Bud Light thing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Anheuser Busch, who uh, one of their products is Bud Light. They, for whatever reason, I'm sure most people know by now, but for if you've been living under a rock, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. they decided to go through this incredibly naive campaign to put the dude who is now living as a female Mm -hmm. uh, for the last 370 days or so, they put Dylan on the can Mm -hmm. and uh, did a whole promotion uh, for that, that type of lifestyle. And why you would do why you would do that? First of all, let's just think about who drinks Bud Light. Just close your eyes and picture who drinks Bud Light. <laughs> do you? Re- I mean, think so. It right. Obviously, it backfired. Right. But I don't know how much you have noticed. Like over the years, we've tried these boycotts, right? The conservative mm. everybody does. Like the left does it, the right does it. We all do boycotts, but sure. uh, they, they never work. I've always felt like they never work, you know, like people try to boycott Nike. It never works. People try to boycott uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. That didn't work. You know what I mean? Like there's been all these mm-hmm. like tr- these things. Uh, but this one, this one works. And what's the funny thing is, I don't even, I don't know how many Christians are, are drinking Bud Light, right? So it's not like the Christian right, right is leading this whole thing. Although I'm sure there are a, a pretty good amount of Christians, especially in the South, who drink Bud Light. But I'm thinking to myself, like, it's kind of interesting that that a whole like our society is crying out and saying and taking mm-hmm. a stand on things that are like, you know, That's this right. isn't right. And I and it reminds me of like in, you know, like eternity was placed in our hearts. So like we do have truth inside of our hearts. Like, I think whether you're a Christian or not, you do know what's right and wrong because it was placed in your heart. You do know that there's an eternity because it was placed in your heart. And I think that's why the almost every society and culture believes that. But I think even ingrained into that deeper 
is this idea of who God has created us to be. Um, and listen, I just want to be clear. I love if like you're in this world and you're you're trans or whatever. I love you. I care for you. You're awesome. Like I love you because I believe God created you. But at the same time, um, I don't believe that you're you know whatever you think you are, whatever you feel you are. And I think that um, instead of trying to, because um, loving doesn't always mean accepting, right? So sometimes when you love somebody, that also means that you, there are certain aspects or things that you don't accept or you don't, you don't agree with, but that doesn't mean you love, you don't love somebody. You know, my Mm -hmm. wife loves me, but she hates that I snore. She hates it. She hates that I snore, but she loves me. And I know that, do you know what I'm saying? So it's not wrong Mm -hmm. to, to affirm somebody in who they are as God created them, or I'm going to love you, but I'm I'm not going to go down that road, you know? I'm not going to go down that road of, of doing, of going all that direction. That's what they want. They don't want just tolerance. That's what it was before, but now they want celebration. They want us to celebrate things. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to love you. I'm going to treat you like, uh, like who God created you to be. And I'm going to do all that, but I'm not going to play this game. And I think that's where a lot of people are, even though, they may not be Christians or anything or hold on to it. They're like, you know, I just can't get that far. And I think that's what we're seeing in our society, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it is really interesting. And, and I think that like there, there's like this pendulum swing that happens, you know, and, and when the pendulum swings too far in one direction, I think it eventually starts to come back. Um, and with like kind of kind of like the postmodernism idea of you know like there is no truth like there is no absolute truth there is no like that that whole thing that kind of um i think probably very popular like like way of just societal shifting of thinking in like the the 90s like i think that was probably the era into the 2000s and and we're kind of on getting like we're kind of past that where I think a lot of people started recognizing, well, like if there's no truth, like, like if there is no truth, if there, then like, what does that ultimately mean that that life is meaningless or like what, what happens there? And so I think that that line of thinking leads to a dark kind of a place. And so a lot of people, like, I think the, the more maybe modernized version of that is there's no absolute truth, but there is my truth. You know, there's no absolute truth for all of us, but there's what I believe and what makes me feel right and what makes me feel accepted. And now it's like gotten to the like kind of like taking taking that and then to what you said, where it's like, like, I need you to accept that my truth, that what I believe for myself and like, you know, that my feelings are this way, then I need you to accept that as well as if it is like the truth. And it's kind of like it's the natural progression of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like when we take God out of the equation and we try to define ourselves and our reality and our world just based on whatever subjective thing makes us feel good or whatever. And we try to set that as the basis for our reality. I think this is the natural progression of things that we get. Right. And, and I do think that, as you said, there's a lot of people, whether they're Christians or not, uh, that are that are kind of like becoming aware of hold on like this really has gone too far and is getting to the point where you're saying things that don't make sense anymore. It's like you're saying things or you're you're trying to make it so that I have to start accepting things that don't have any basis in reality. Absolutely. And um, and yeah, man, I'm 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 100 percent like echo. You know, it's 
this has nothing to do with like trans bashing or shaming or no. you know anything like that it's not it's not about that at all it's like we 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 love you we know that you're you're an image bearer of god you're created in his image just like all of us are and like we we love you we want you to be free we want you to um to to really be able to you know, anyway yeah so but well, but no, yeah well, I, do, I, think I do think that yeah go ahead i think you're hitting on like this is so true, but I think you're really, you're really, um, highlighting something that I, I find. Okay. For example, I think I may have said this before and probably on this podcast, but I think for our society that our, our emotions, um, have our emotions have kind of preceded the science, right? Let's just leave like faith out mm -hmm. of it for a second and just look at what we're telling children that, if you believe that you are something that, you know, a different gender or whatever, then not only are we going to allow you to live that way, but we're also going to allow you to mutilate yourself, uh, cut mm. off healthy, you know, healthy body parts, uh, give you irreversible drugs like and that's proven. That's mm -hmm. proven uh, to do yep. all those things, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to love them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like our mm -hmm. our emotions have gone before the science. So now, so, so if, to put it into perspective, uh, there was, for example, if you had somebody in your church or, or whatever, a friend group or anything, if you're listening, you're not a Christian and you've been dealing with this, imagine you had somebody that was bulimic or anorexic and in their mind, they think they're fat in their mind. They think they're ugly. Imagine if you were to say to that person, yes, I affirm you in that. I affirm you mm -hmm. in that. And yeah. you are fat and we're going to get you skinny. And I think you should go purge in the bathroom, like after every meal, like imagine that. Mm. And that's what we've done because we want to love and accept somebody, but it's gone before the science. And I, and we're already seeing this now. I mean, the science community is already showing this because we've moved so fast without any kind of studies, without any kind of facts. We've gone so fast that now we're affirming something that might just actually be a detriment to who they are. And yes. we could be destroying a whole generation. So with that being said, I just want to say as a church, I want to be there for those kids. Do you know what I'm saying? Those kids are going to mm -hmm. grow up and need help. Though there's a whole generation of kids who are going to need help. And I think that the church, we need to get ready. We need to get prepared. How are we going to do that for them? Have yeah. I said this before? I feel like I have, but I'm I don't know. Sure. I don't think so on this podcast. Um, but but maybe, maybe, maybe you have. Uh, but yeah, man, and, time, and, you know. <laughs> and that's the thing, dude, is that, like I think, and I've been thinking about this so much lately, is our like our response as as the church. Like our, mm -hmm. our response to the people of God, like how are we responding to, to people? You know, how are we reaching out into this community? Because like, I, I think for, for so many years, like the, the just speaking in very, very general terms, kind of the, the bent of the, of the church was like off when it came to speaking mm -hmm. into the uh, LGBTQ community, when it came to, you know, speaking into these uh, kinds of issues. And for a lot of like, like for a lot of years, the, the voice of the church, of course, again, in, in very general terms, the voice of the church was kind of like, you know, yelling at people from the other side of the of the fence. Like, you got to get right and you're sinning and you're this and and even like an extreme 
on extreme sides of like, you know, kind of focusing on like God hates your sin and God and even like, I mean, in very unbalanced situations, but we've all heard it like God hates you know, God hates gay people and God hate and like this kind of stuff. And it's it's like it's like seriously, like I remember dude being in high school. I was in 10th grade and I had just gone to a new school and um, I was uh, I didn't have any like real friends yet. I was like just kind of getting to know people. And this uh, this kid that I was like becoming friends with, um, whatever happened, he asked me a question and I told him that I was a Christian. The first words out of his mouth were were like, oh, so you hate gay people? Like that was the first words out of his mouth. And like, even as, you know, as a 10th grader, I had a relationship with God and like that, that like broke my heart that that's what his concept was of Christianity and and Christians. And obviously that wasn't that we can't say like, that's what defines the church or that's what defines Christianity, but that was his perspective. And I only think he was semi joking. Like, I don't think he was even totally joking. So that would have been like 2002 probably. 2001 or two. Yeah, I could see that. I could see maybe, but I mean, that feels like more like a 2007, eight kind of thing, but I guess you're right. I mean, that is the perception. Imagine what the perception is now. And how do we change that? Like, how do you, how do you explain that you can love people and disagree? I, I just don't understand because we all do it. You know what I'm saying? We all love people and disagree with certain aspects. Um, some people just don't love people at all. Like I, I'm like, I, I don't know how you change that perspective, that perception, uh, while still holding on to your convictions. Do you understand? Yes. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, again, like, I think this is, I think this is the question. Like, I think this is like, needs to be a big aspect of the identity of the church going forward. Because honestly, man, because of like how much unbalanced there's been and, and because of how much like hatred has been expressed in the name of God, which obviously is not the heart of God at all. Like, I do think that as the people of God, like as the, as the church of Jesus, like we, we do need to, like, I think we need to take responsibility, like not, not to say like, not, not this like weird you know, like guilt in a guilt kind of way where we do it with like this white guilt stuff. <laughs> like, like, like uh, I've just in my mind, those two things connected together for a second. But anyway, right. forget that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like not not to like uh, kind of come under this like guilt and condemnation for like what uh, people in the church that went before us did. But at the same time, like like I think we need to to take responsibility to repair a lot of that damage that's been done and to like reach into communities and to like reach into the lives of people and to make a solid effort as the people of God to demonstrate. And I I even want to like use the word prove to people that like, Hey, we love you. Like, and we're not just saying that, like, mm-hmm. we love you. We love you because God loves you because God created you in his image. And that even though like, like you're, you're uh, living a lifestyle that we, uh, we don't like affirm in terms of the lifestyle as um, you know, being something that's that God's okay with, but Mm -hmm. like, but God's okay with you. (laughs) God loves you. And we affirm you, we affirm your identity. We affirm who you are um, as a person created in the image and likeness of God. And, and so I just think we need to like make that concerted effort to like practically demonstrate 
like the actual love of God into people and to not be this like this is kind of a, a phrase that came up uh, recently on another podcast that I did. And I was like, I was like, um, you know, I, I think for a long time, the voice of the church toward people who were, you know, in some kind of a lifestyle that we don't agree with, that the 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 standpoint was kind of yelling at people to repent, you know, tearing them down, yelling at people to repent. But my question is, well, what are we actually inviting people to repent into? Not just what am I inviting you to repent from? But I, I think it's in Romans, or not Romans, I didn't mean to say that. Hebrews, like the end of, um, it's either end of chapter five or end of chapter six, where it, it lists um, six things as kind of these um, like foundational aspects of faith. And it says, um, repentance from dead works and faith toward God. And it's like, it's it's not just repentance from dead works. It's a 180. It's a turnaround yeah. to say faith toward God. And mm. what does that mean? And what does that look like? And what does that yeah. look like for somebody who has been marginalized and, and for somebody who has been, you know, beat up and has been, felt ashamed and hasn't known how to express their identity? Like, these are the questions that we need to be answering, I think. And like, like actually having conversations with people mm to find out where people are and to get to the heart of, 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 of a person and not just like blanket statements of, well, you need to get that right because God's not okay with that. Like, okay, hmm. well, God's not okay with all the crap that you do either. But like, you know, we have, we have grace for certain things, but a lot of times we don't have grace for mm -hmm. other things. And yeah, isn't, um, it, yeah. isn't it a journey? I mean, I know we got saved when we were both children, right? So it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, what did you apologize? What did you repent for? I'm sorry that I, you know, kicked my brother in the, in the face. Well, I mean, you, you had that kind of that level, mm -hmm. right. And then you grow up and we're still repenting. <laughs> like we're still sure. repenting in our day. Like there's more things that are being, uh, that when we ask the Lord to, to like, please search me. You know, created me a clean heart, oh God. Like, search my heart. See what is wicked in me, right? When we're going through that, that means that there are things that are being brought to you from the Holy Spirit and his conviction that you are repenting for that you may not have repented for when you were younger and probably still doing it because you didn't know. And as mm. you grow, you're learning that. So I always look at it and say, aren't we putting the cart before the horse, right? I want, I want people to realize like, Hey, I need a savior. Now you might not be able to get through that laundry list of sins. <laughs> like you may not even be aware of some of them, but I don't sure. think that means that you're not a believer and you don't believe in the Lord. I think it's a process that we have, um, you know, but we love to pick and choose which, which things that they need to get rid of before they become a Christian. And I'm like, absolutely. I don't yeah. know if that's how it always works. Cause that's not how it works in my life. I mean, let's be honest. I'm a pastor and there's stuff that I'm, there's things being, you know, that I'm realizing now that I've been doing for 10 years. I need to repent for that. You know, how I talk to somebody or how I treat a situation or, yeah. you know, my attitude for this and that and the other. I just had a friend, you know, he, we were uh, talking about our marriages and stuff. And he said, you know, I just realized how selfish I've been for my whole marriage. He said, I've been trying to better myself. I've been trying to do all these things, you know, to make me a better man of God, but I've been neglecting my wife. Now that's a new re revelation for him. Mm -hmm. Even though he was doing all the right things, right? He's he's trying to get to know the Lord more. He's doing, reading his Bible more. He's leading groups and all this kind of stuff. And he got to a point where there's something new. Uh, that that 
I think that exists for all of us. So why do we, why are there certain things uh, that we, I don't know. I'm not really sure what the answer to that is. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I don't know. You, you even look at Jesus with that woman um, at the well, right? It's like, I know this is, I know that you you know, you've been married so many times and you've been with different people and the guy you're with now is not your husband and all this kind of stuff. And he says, go and sin no more. Yeah. Pretty wild that, that, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how we operate. And I think he left it as an example for us, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, not like you yeah. said, like, leave me alone. Never come back to me. You're mm-hmm. not welcome. There was a moment, you know, and she was changed. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Something there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. Cause like, uh, the 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 word of god like the word of god changes people's hearts um the holy spirit can change a person's heart um you know the holy spirit like can undo you know just years and years of like layers of just identity issues and challenges and wrong thinking and addictive behavior and like just bad mindsets and all this kind of stuff where like, like I know like there's been times in my life where I've looked at where I was and looked at like kind of gotten overwhelmed by, by how big the gap was between where I was at that moment and where I knew I was quote unquote supposed to be or like where God wanted me to be or whatever. And where like in my, my flesh, like looking at that gap and feeling so overwhelmed to say, I don't even know how to start. Like, I don't even know how to begin to unpackage these things that I'm dealing with, that I'm struggling with. But when you give it to the Lord and you submit to his leadership and to like his ability to, to work on those issues of your heart, and you're just willing like he can he can undo that stuff and he can show you who you really are and he can get through that stuff that you have no like even like beginning you don't have the beginning knowledge to say like i don't even know like where to start to pick up these pieces of my brokenness i don't even i don't have any idea but when you allow him to do it it's like he can do it. And sometimes he does it very quickly. And sometimes it's a process of years. But the point is that he's, he walks through that journey with you. And as you said, like, sometimes we want to put the cart before the horse and say, well, you know, if you want to come here, or if you really want to be right with God, or if you want to do this, then this is something you got to get rid of. And this is something that you this, and I'm not saying we shouldn't like, obviously, like, there's a there's a part of discipleship where I do think we talk through people's issues and things like that when they give us the authority to speak into their lives. But like until we have that place of authority to speak into somebody's life because they've given us that place of authority, we're not mm. getting to the heart of that person. Right. And so I just think that like we've got to be accepting of people. It doesn't mean we have to accept and be like on board with every, you know, lifestyle that that, you know, with with you know what I'm saying? Like with yeah. the with with everything that somebody's doing. But we can be on board enough with that person to love them, to show them Jesus, to lead them into a relationship with God where his word and his spirit and his grace and his power, like and like the preaching of the word, like if they're coming into a church setting or whatever, like that they're going to be 
changed and transformed, but we don't need to hold people back and say, well, until you're willing to get rid of that, God's not going to have anything to do with you. And it's like, what are you talking about? Jesus, he invited the, his disciples to follow him and to be a part of the ministry, even like to, to be a part of, of his world. And I mean, it took them a long time to figure out what they were even supposed to believe in the first place. I mean, up until I mean, they it, it, it took a it took a while. It's like Matthew 16, where Peter is finally like, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus is like, yeah. well, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But my father in heaven, it's like it's like I, yeah. he, he waited. He was patient for that revelation to come. Yeah. And, and and I do I think we need to uh, I think we need to like kind of going back to your earlier question, um, I think we need to like just love thoroughly, mm-hmm. um, and and I think we need to be patient with people. I think we need to be affirming of who people are, um, and uh, and 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 yeah, to like show them the process of, you know, but yeah. but but it's like. Isn't that yeah, funny like though? When think, we... think think of that. Like you just brought up something I didn't even think about. What Jesus said, you know, uh, drop your nets to follow me. Like you know what I mean? Like you're going to be fishers of men. I I don't remember at least any kind of like intense like repentance in that moment, <laughs> and they're following mm-hmm. Jesus, but the repentance is happening throughout their whole their whole time with Jesus, and even after Jesus, you know, with Peter as you as you mentioned, and his denial of Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, but then I also think of like the sons and thunder, you know, <laughs> they're like, Jesus, which one of like, can we be on your right hands? Like uh-huh. they're, they're all thinking about themselves. They still don't get it yet. And he's like, guys, I wish you would get this. I wish you would understand, <laughs> you know, and, but he had the grace, he had the patience, even for his own disciples who were like preaching his name and they still mm-hmm. were messed up and didn't get it. You know, Andrew is the only one that had, had the, the idea to even go and look, like for, I don't have much, but I have this fish and this, this kid with this fish and these loaves, like this is all I got. And then there was other mm-hmm. ones, like, was it Philip? I think Philip was like, we can't do it. You know, it's like, man, this is a, this is a journey. Faith is a journey. And if we think that salvation at itself is the, the beginning and end of the journey, I think we're missing the point mm-hmm. because then we start to think that I've made it and I don't have anything I need to repent for. Cause you could get easily yeah. get to that. I have many things to repent for. And it reminds me of that old analogy. That's probably been said a thousand times. It's like when we let God into our lives, right? We let him into our house. It's like, there's certain doors, there's certain closets, there's certain rooms that maybe mm-hmm. you're not ready for God to really speak into. Um, yeah. But you, but he, he's knocking on those doors, right? He's going for mm-hmm. those doors. And that's a, that's a, that's a whole process. Um, yeah, but there is this idea, I think in, especially here in the West, like we're thinking that, you know, all, all of, um, that we've made it, that we've somehow arrived and we're better. No, we're just, we're just, uh, we've responded to the grace and I want somebody else to also do that. That's my prayer for my neighbors and my friends and my family that doesn't know the Lord. It's like, man, I just want you to experience the grace and love because that's that's what causes me to to repent. You know, that's yeah. what causes me yeah. to try is because of how much patience he has for me. I'm like, I can't I can't yeah. understand that. I don't want to take yeah. advantage of it because that, that's a little weird. But I think we do. Right. Don't we kind of take advantage? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it feels like we do. But 
take take anyway. advantage in terms of uh like uh like oh His well grace. i know god's gonna do, yeah. do you mean in a negative way like where we, we where we say i think uh well i know god's gonna forgive me so i can i can keep doing this <laughs> i i hate to say it but i think it's i think that's something in all of us especially uh, because what we, it's easy just to look at somebody else and say, well, I'm not as bad as that guy. My brother used to tell me that when he, what my brother, if, for those of you who don't know, crazy story, I'll tell it sometime if I haven't before is my brother, awesome man of God. Now he loves the Lord. He's a deacon in his church. He's doing just phenomenal stuff. I'm so proud of him. But there was a, a season mm -hmm. of his life where he was a drug addict, uh, before the Lord came mm -hmm. and, um, you know, wrecked his life for the good. And, yeah. um, and in those moments, he, he told me like one of his favorite things to watch was intervention, because when he watched that show intervention, there were people that had worse problems than he did. And he would just look at them and compare and say, well, I'm not as bad as that guy. So I guess I don't have to change. And I think that's in the church to an extent that we have sure. this mentality that, you know, he'll forgive me and we take advantage of it. And I'm not as bad as that person who's not sure. saved, who's living that kind of life. Um, and I, and I think that's something we have to fight, you know, pretty long. Yeah. So we have to fight that. Yeah. Um, do you think we probably, I, I, I think we all, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we probably all do that to an extent. Um, and, and like Romans six, one, Paul says like, what do we say then? Cause he's talking about grace mm -hmm. and he's talking about mm -hmm. Jesus, like his obedience being our obedience, which is amazing. It's the only reason why any of us could, could stand here. <laughs> But yeah. it's like, but then he's like, so what do we do? Do we continue in sin? Mm. That ground? It's like that question of like, if grace is so good and, and mm -hmm. it, cause he even says where sin abounded, grace abounded more. So he's like, so do we continue in sin? It's like, do I keep doing <laughs> sinful things because I know that his grace is abundant? And then he, what does he say? He says, certainly not. And then certainly he says, not. and then he goes on to talk about how, um, you know, like you're not a slave to sin anymore because you're yeah. in Christ because yep. he actually killed your old man, your sinful nature. He crucified it mm -hmm. on, on, on the cross and you've raised to life. So he's like, so let us walk in newness of life. Mm -hmm. And so I think we probably all do that. Um, but I, I think it's a sign of um, I just think it's it's probably a sign of immaturity. It's, it's a sign of like not knowing fully or not embracing fully like our identity in christ mm. you know what i mean and it's like we we allow you know we think that we're happier doing these sinful things we think that we're happier kind of <laughs> being in control of our own lives and it's deceptive i mean sin is deceptive right so we kind of get into that mindset where we can keep continuing on with sinful behavior thinking that it's good for us or it's providing some kind of enjoyment or or pleasure mm -hmm or whatever but it's like no like that's actually death like you're actually <laughs> you're actually submitting <laughs> yeah. yourself to a slave master who has no control over you anymore because yep. sin because jesus defeated sin he defeated right. death he defeated the, like he defeated it and mm -hmm. so but you're willingly like this is what we're doing when we sin you know it's not the devil made me do it anymore mm -hmm. because we're in christ <laughs> yeah. that's right so it's like it's like i've set you free from this so for me to continue in sin I actually have to choose that. And I mean, there's right. sins that we do unintentionally without even probably sure. realizing, as you said, that we're doing it, mindsets and different things. But it's like when, I, when I'm like, when I'm continuing on in a sinful lifestyle, and I'm not talking about, I'm not even talking about addiction here where it's like, yeah. you want to be free and you can't. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about like, 
I'm doing this because I want to do it. And I know mm -hmm. God's going to forgive me. So let me just do it one more time. Like that kind right. of mindset. <laughs> and then one more time. And then one more time. And then one more time. Yeah. It's yeah. A, what was he say? Uh, yeah. That there's so many verses that can go along with that. But that I, I think you, mm -hmm. I think you're hitting on that part. It's just like, it's like, it is hard um, because my children take advantage of the grace I give them. I know they do. Mine and too. I, and I know they take yeah. advantage of it. And I have to think that, you know, I have to think that the Lord has some kind of understanding and patience for us that it's a process. It's just a process, man. I mean, that I can't keep going back to that enough. I remember when I was a teenager, I remember my pastor giving this incredible sermon and he used a lot of different size cups, right? And it started off with like that little one you get at the, like you get for your medicine, you know, you got that one mm -hmm. and then it moved up to the one you get at the doctor's office that, that little wrinkly one or the one you get uh, to rinse or whatever, when you're at the dentist, right, right, and then right, it moved right, up right, to right. A, a small Dixie cup. And then, you know, you can see where it went. So it's like when you first get saved, when you first come into Jesus, it's like your cup is only so big. Like you can only, like it's a, it's like a, you can only obtain so much information. You can only obtain so much. And then it progressively, as you get older, as you grow more in the faith, as you're, you're trying to get to as much of God in your life as possible. You're trying to get to him having more and more and more um, authority in your life and, and things like that. So it, it happens, but the goal is to continue to grow, not to stay yeah stagnant and i think if we can keep that in the back of our minds you know this is for everybody listening or myself included if like i can keep that in i'm just growing every day every day i'm doing yeah. something you know because yeah. it gets a little overwhelming if you're really going to list down all the things you need to do uh and change oh gosh like oh yeah it's like my to-do list outside i'm like oh just one thing at a time <laughs> like we're moving mm -hmm. <laughs> like uh, I need to fix my chainsaw and I haven't done that. I've been stalling on that for like a year, but, um, anyway, <laughs> so, Hey, real quick, not to totally change subjects, but to, uh, change subjects. I have not heard, I'm sure you've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Um, but I have not heard about your, your change, uh, the move you guys moved to a, a different state. You guys are planting a church. How's that going? What are, uh, what are you guys, what are you, where are you at? What are you guys doing? Bro, it's um, man. Uh, first of all, I love it here. Like I love it here so much. Um, so we're in Texas, Sugarland, Texas, Woo! and I mean, bro, it's cool. Texas is a good state. I mean, it's got the name Sugarland. So I that know. Sounds pretty freaking. There's awesome. like this sugar cane processing plant here that I don't even think it's still active, but <laughs> wow. And there's a country band blue named bonnet. After it. You know the brand blue the brand bonnet. blue bonnet. I think yeah, they're yeah, here yeah. too. It's like a lot of sugary stuff in this area. Well, blue there's bonnet. donuts. I didn't realize how big donuts were in Texas, but like in like, this oh, area, everything's like, bigger in Texas. There's a billion. Well, I just mean like how I don't mean like the size of the donut. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean how prevalent. Like there's donut shops like everywhere, dude. <laughs> Like Wait, not just Dunkin' like, Donuts, but there's donut what do you mean stores everywhere. Like, what do you so mean like everywhere? there's there's this brand. Have you ever heard of uh, Shipley's Donuts? Never. I feel like I've Never. heard of that before, but I don't know where they are. I don't know what states they're in. There's like Shipley's Donut. Like I see that it's a chain. I see that around. 
Uh, but there's all these like just different. It'll be like like Joe's Donut Shop. Like there's all these just like donut places. And I haven't been. I haven't had a donut since I got here. Um, I really. I feel like I need to have one just to see what what all the fuss, what all the hype is about. But yeah, man. So a lot of donuts. I, I have guess you ever heard like, of, uh, of have you ever heard stuff. of Paula's Donuts? Paula's Donuts. I have not. Uh, they're here in Western New York. That's uh, in the Buffalo area. They're they're the king. They're the or she's the queen. I guess you could say they're amazing and they're amazing. giant. They're I mean it's a meal in itself. It's ridiculous. They're good. And then in my town we don't have any of those in our town. <coughs> but I think. Donuts are pretty big in our church anyway, because we have donut hours. <laughs> yeah. We have a donut Sunday school hour uh, four or five times a year. Uh, anytime we have a function that begins in the morning, we give free donuts like our cleanup day, free donuts this weekend. We're doing like a free oil change for single moms on Saturday, free donuts. So we're all about the donuts. And we got this one place in our town called Brasses. It's like an old like family owned uh, a grocery store and they do their own donuts so mm -hmm. much better than what you could get at Tim Hortons or Dunkin Donuts. It's like, these are like the real deal, thick, big, awesome. Everybody gets excited when, when they come out. I love donuts yeah. too. So I might need to move to sugar land. Come on, bro. We got, a, we got a place for you. That's but cool. But the church, what though, do you look for in like, a donut? <laughs> uh, I like, the, I'm a it's peanut not, donut. <laughs> I like peanut, peanut peanut donut. donut. Yeah, you've never had a peanut donut? Like peanut look or like not Just peanut butter? No, look it up. What are you doing? Look it up. Okay. Just Google it real quick. Peanut donut. If anybody, is, I can't believe this is not, I don't know why, but basically it's a peanut donut. So it's a donut and then they put the glaze on it with chunks, like cut up little bits and pieces of peanuts, okay. like as the yeah. covering of the outside. It sounds with good the, with oh gosh they're so good uh i like those and believe it or not i love plain donuts just a plain classic donut with nothing on it i like those a lot um i like is those it glazed or is it not even glaze on it no it's glaze just like like the dough like um yeah yep, like, so it's yeah. not sticky really it's just no it's just like a little no it's kind of dry almost but with a coffee oh father it's so good man yeah you know what I'm you know what I'm a fan of, dude? Like the the old school, like the ones you just buy in a box at the store, like the the powdered mm -hmm. donuts, like dipping mm -hmm. those in coffee. Ooh. Yeah, see, man, like, that's where it's at. I like those chocolate I'm a mini fan. donuts. Those chocolate mini donuts. You're like, I'll just have one or twelve, you know? Yeah, one or twelve. There's a two in there still. <laughs> they're still they're so little. They're so little. Uh I love those. <sighs> but yeah, these are big. I mean, we're talking honkers like big yeah big ones and then they do like the the peanut they have the peanut donut and then they have the peanut donut that's like like a cylinder almost like almost looks like a cucumber mm -hmm. size those are those are good too <laughs> i'm, I'm an expert on donuts <laughs> one of our right uh, donuts one of our church members in mobile in alabama he would uh, a lot of times bring us uh, like when we have a, an event or something he'd bring a few boxes of uh like bacon donuts so they're like maple it's kind of like a maple glaze kind of a thing with like bacon bits on top whoa my god man a little sweet and salty thing going on there they're so good i've never they're tried so something like that i'll have to uh have to go out and look for that 
that doesn't sound kosher, but that's yeah. all right because I'm, I'm not it doesn't kosher. it's I'm I'm almost positive it's not kosher. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> uh so with the church though, like uh where are you guys at as far as I mean you were doing like we talked about earlier, you were doing some stuff online. Um is that yeah. where that is now? Starting kind of like yeah. at that gra- grassroots stuff well we're still doing a lot of uh we're still doing a lot of stuff online but we are like basically what we've been focusing on since we got here is just kind of like meeting people and just starting to build relationships with people and so uh yeah like we've been meeting uh together just like you know my, my wife and i and our uh senior pastor um because he made this uh move to sugarland with us we are uh, you know, we we get we get together and meet and talk about what we're doing and just kind of strategizing and stuff like that. So we're kind of like still we so we've been here since January and, uh, um, you know, just kind of getting the ball rolling. Uh, but our focus has really just been on because we're starting from scratch, man. Like we don't know. Well, when we got here, we didn't know anybody. So we're just um, using a relational kind of a model to build um and uh, just meeting people building relationships getting to know people getting to know people's families and then uh you know inviting them into like a bible study kind of a format uh to start until we get to a certain you know a certain size where it makes sense to say all right like we're like this is too big like you know we can't we can't keep bringing these people to our house like we've got to get a building you know we've got to look for at least a place to meet or whatever but we're uh very like very grassroots and um uh yeah but we are how are your kids, how are your kids doing with it, the man. transition are your kids in the new school or are they being homeschooled or how's that working yeah dude so they're both in school and my youngest is in elementary my oldest is in middle school he's a sixth grader and they're doing great man like they, they really are that we were that was the biggest thing that we were concerned about was moving them like halfway through the school year we tried really hard to avoid that, uh, but just with the way things transpired, it, it it was necessary. So, but they both like their school. They both like their school. Well, okay. My oldest, which was the one I was most concerned about, he likes his school here better than he did over there. Oh, cool. My youngest is still kind of like, he's, you know, he misses his friends and some yeah. things like that, but he's really good at making friends. So he already has like a bunch of friends and he talks about them and we went to um one of his classmates had a birthday party we went dude this was like the craziest birthday party ever we went to so it was at this arcade that's around here it's a it's this it's one of these places where there's like an arcade uh slash bowling alley there's pool tables it's it's like a it's it's basically like a dave and busters yeah yeah and so we showed up to this party and it was a four hour party, which is like, that's a long for a kid's party. Um, but we showed up and like, it wasn't just pizza. Time. Yeah. Like, and we, we got there late cause it was on a Sunday. So we had to wait till after church. So we didn't get there till like two o'clock. Uh, and it was over at four. So anyway, we, dude, we got there and it was like, it wasn't just pizza. They had pizza, but the whole thing was like, it was like catered. They had like chicken Alfredo, they had like uh, I don't know, like just all kinds of stuff. They had um, what what was that stuff? Anyway, it was like like legit stuff, um, <laughs> and then like the like desserts and all this kind of stuff. And then wow. we walked in, and uh, they were like, "All right, well, um, here's um here's some wristbands for the arcade. You get three hours of unlimited play." 
No I was like, kidding. what? And like they gave them to my kids, and then they asked me and my wife if we wanted them too. And we were like, no, that's all right. They're like, no, nah, we have a bunch of them. Go ahead. And so like we we did like we did all this arcade stuff, and then uh, oh no, sorry, it was it was a card. It was a like a little card for unlimited mm -hmm. arcade for three hours. Wow. And then they amazing. and then the wristband was for like all the other stuff. There's like a ropes course, wow. like um, bowling pool, like like everything. So it's like the whole thing. Like I was like, dude, that's crazy. This is like the best birthday. I wonder party how ever. much that was. I wonder how much that was though. Like what did crazy shell out? Like a lot right? of money. <laughs> like we it had to be spent, crazy expensive. We just went and took our uh middle child, Audrey. Uh no. Was it her? Yeah, it was her birthday. Her birthday was last month, so I get them confused. But we did it just recently. We went and did I can't believe I forgot whose birthday we were celebrating. But we went to this place called the Charcoal Corral. I don't know if you remember that, but it was in, it's in Perry, which wasn't too far from where we went to school. And we just did pizza in the arcade. That's it. Mm -hmm. And we got tokens for the kids and all that kind of stuff. And that was great. That was enough. Like totally fine. I think we spent yeah. around two fifty total for all their mm -hmm. kids and everything. And I and we had so much pizza left over that we were able to bring it home. I think I still have some, and that was like nine days ago. So that's awesome. It was a great. It, honestly, it was a pretty good value for that age. But then there was all these add-ons after that, like mini golf and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like. Nah, we ain't doing that. I think this will be enough. Like the kids had such a great time anyway with what they were doing. So we didn't have to do anything more. But when they get older, I could see, you know, they would want to do more of the pup pot or yeah. something like that. So just prepping ourselves for how much we're going to have to spend in the future. But yeah. yeah, that sounds like a baller event, man. Like you, you get unlimited, like were they getting tickets too to go turn in? That was the only thing is you couldn't, uh, I think with the unlimited play, they don't allow you to uh, to count your tickets. So like okay. it, it took me a while to realize that because you'd play a game like you'd play like I kept doing this, uh, like, you know, those basketball shooters mm -hmm. over and over again because I'm pretty good at those. And so like I, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm racking up a bunch of tickets, <laughs> but it actually but then I see because they don't print out. It would just be on your card and then you swipe mm -hmm. your card and it tells you how many tickets you have. But I realized after a while it would say on the little screen. Um, it would because it would count up your tickets, but then there was like this little footnote that said, um, you know, tickets don't count toward mm -hmm. something. And and so I was like, oh, I was like, all right, so we're not actually getting any because because that would have been crazy. Like for four of us, like th like being able to we didn't do three hours straight because there were you know, we were trying to be at the party too. like, yeah, you know? <laughs> but that would have been crazy because we could have like pooled our tickets and had like thousands because right. I mean, it was just unlimited. We just kept playing stuff. Um, so we could have gotten probably like, you know, some decent prizes, but it didn't work <laughs> out. My kids were all about it. And my daughter, my oldest spent $20 in tickets. And when at the end of the day, when she went to go get her stuff, she was so excited, right? She's, she's 11 mm -hmm. now. So she was so excited and um, we're walking out and I looked at the things she had and I'm like, how much, how much money do you think those are on Amazon? <laughs> right. How much money do you think those yeah. are on Amazon? And she was like, oh man, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, mm, for future, you know, I'm like, I told her, I'm like, sometimes you want to pay something because you want the enjoyment of the entertainment of doing it. Like I have a friend that plays poker sometimes he's mm -hmm. not trying to it's not to gamble that's not what he's trying to do he's just trying he's just being entertained right so it's not like he's going to be a cost analysis like it's like 
he knows I could go to the movies and I could spend, you know, 50 bucks there, or I could go play poker for 50 bucks with my friends and have a good time and, you know, whatever. So you're paying for the entertainment, not really what you get out of it. So I explained that to her because it's not always wrong. I mean, I just did a, we had a fundraiser at, at our church that was not by us. It was somebody else's fundraiser that they were using our church for, uh, for hockey fights, cancer, 11 day power play. They, they play hockey for 11 days straight. They have all these different teams that come 11 days, 24 seven of hockey uh-huh. and they have this game that plays. So like That's the crazy. end score is like ridiculous hundreds. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, they had this thing at our church and uh, they had a raffle and I was like, it's a friend of mine that was putting it on. So I was kind of like the person from our church that was responsible for the event. And I'm like, you know, it probably would be a good deal if I, if I put into this, not just receive from it. So I'm like, uh, I went and got a hundred bucks and I gave it to him in tickets and I put it in every single thing, every single basket raffle I could. And um, I didn't win a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, I walked away with nothing, but that's not why I did it. I did it because I wanted to help the, the event. You know what I mean? If I got something that was bonus, sure. but it's like having those, I think it's important for our kids to realize that, you know, just because you don't get anything out of it doesn't mean it's total waste. Sometimes, you know, you just got the entertainment value. I think that's, I think that's a good thing, but yeah, maybe not. <laughs> you know, I hope, I don't know. Part of me was like with the kids with the tickets at this thing, I'm like, Honestly, I kind of feel like this is a gateway drug to slot machines at the casino, but what okay, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> you know, how many tickets dude, can I get? Dude, did you ever have cuz there were these arcades, I mean, they're still there, like on the so I would go, it was like the boardwalk in New Jersey. There were mm-hmm. a bunch of boardwalks in New Jersey, but like the arcades there, it's like, I mean, they have that. They have slot machines. They have, it's like you're gambling, but you're just, it's for tokens, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was basically like, I thought as a kid, like I thought I was going to the casino because that's what it was. It was like all these <laughs> casino games. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I go to the casino. And they're like, no, you got to be like 18 to go to a casino. And I'm, and I'm is it 18 or 21? 18, I guess, right? I um, 18. Yeah. And, and like, I thought I was going to a casino, but anyway, it was just, it was an arcade, but it was like, that's what it was. It was like these slot machines. You pull the thing. They had like the card, the, you know, video poker games and all that kind of stuff mm. that you could do. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's, it's, that's what it is. I mean, it's the same thing, except it's, you're putting money back then. Yeah. It was like putting a dollar into the thing to get four tokens or a five <laughs> to get 20 tokens. And then that's what you use. And then you'd get tokens like, you know, you, you, you'd have your cup like you like the people do at the casino and like you'd, you'd get tokens out of the machine. That's what it was back then. I'm sure now it's all electronic or whatever. But did but you yeah. ever when you were at Elam Bible Institute, now Elam Bible Institute in college, did you ever go to Niagara Falls like Clifton Hills? Did. You did. Did, did. you go to any Several casinos times. when you were there when you were a Bible nope. college student? Yeah, no, nope. we did. I was too holy. <laughs> We did. We I was, went. I was too, uh, you know. Oh, this is a cool a story for the rules. Speaking of uh, speaking of gambling, so when I was down in Myrtle Beach, there was a, a casino boat that would leave uh, from like North Myrtle Beach area. Uh, that area, it would leave and go out into international waters, and you know, people could mm-hmm. do their gambling and all that kind of stuff. Well, the thing was, we we found a loophole in the system because I told you my friend likes to play poker. Same guy we found a loophole in the system where we could get free tickets 
to go to this event or go to on this casino boat and they give you free food, like an unlimited like amount of food that you want mm-hmm. and twenty dollars. No, twenty five dollars back then. This is like two thousand and five. Twenty twenty five dollars of free uh, like casino, whatever, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we did was uh, there were several times where we would just go and my friend would go because he was going to, you know, he was going to play poker, but we just wanted a free meal. Like we didn't care. And they were giving mm-hmm. us money and we'd use that money and then go sit out on the deck and hang out until the end of the night. Well, one time my friend, a uh, friend of mine came down and played, a, played in a band and uh, they were in like an emo punk band and they played at our church and they had no money. And we didn't have any money to give them for gas. So we gave them what we could. And they were like, we came up with this grand scheme to take five of these guys to the casino boat. So we got all the free tickets, get on the casino boat. And these five guys uh, said, okay, we're going to take the $25 from each. And that way we're going to have a hundred bucks of gas. So we're good. But that one extra, that fifth one, that $25, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to go play slots with that mm-hmm. we'll play penny uh, nickel slots or whatever they were doing and literally they they so they had a 100 bucks they budgeted it they had 25 dollars. that's not their money i don't know if it's gambling mm-hmm. if it's not yours so they went and kid you not won 500 bucks that night with that that's 25 dollars. <laughs> so this you know this young punk emo band <laughs> is like super pumped because they just got fed for free they yeah. and they got you know 600 bucks to be able to go for the rest of their little tour they were doing and it all came from the from from the casino boat which i think is like how cool is that that worked out great you know it was awesome but you can work the system that's, that's what they don't they don't yeah. think you're gonna do that they think you're gonna spend that 25 and then be like wow i'll just spend another oh, 25 yeah. or another 100 oh, yeah. or 200 or whatever yeah. you know it's like a little thing but if you're if you're disciplined you can work the system pretty well same with yep. credit cards. If anybody ever wants to talk to me about credit cards, we can. Uh, I could show you how to make a lot of money with your points and never pay for a vacation again. We'll talk about that some other time. But mm, that'd be good. My then, my wife and I, my wife and I have done that. Like um, we did it. We did it this one time because we we would go to uh, like Biloxi mm-hmm. uh, in Mississippi, which was only about an hour drive from us, and they have really nice hotels there because they're like the casino, you know, resort style hotels. Right. So if we wanted to do a getaway, even if it was just it was just for a night or two, like we would, uh, you know, if we can get someone to watch the kids, then like we would go and just stay in one of those hotels for a couple of days because they're just nice hotels. And usually you can get pretty good deals. And uh, we did that. A, we did that a few times. But like one time we were there, we were like, um, like we were we were walking through and we were like, you know, I, I realized like they'll give you free play, you know, if it's your first time at the casino. So like we went and we, you know, we did that. We got some, uh, we got some free play at the casino we were staying at and we were like, I don't remember how they did it. It was like some, this, this thing where you could like, you play a game and then whatever happens in the game, like you might get $10 of free play or it could be $40 Mm -hmm. of free play. Like it, it just depends. So we both did that and we got some free play and then like we ended up going around to like a bunch of other casinos (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the area it just did the same thing we just like got free play um and uh you know and it was fun like it, it you know it it was just like but none of it was our money so you know we played we played long enough to like lose it all 
You know what I mean? Like where maybe, yeah. you, you know, you went from, you know, you started with 10 bucks and maybe you got up to 20 or 30 or 40 or something like that. And then we just yeah. keep playing until it was all gone. But we were just like, none of it was our money. We didn't lose any money. We were just, you know, there till the money ran out. But it was fun. So I don't know. I don't think that's gambling. Is it like, I don't I mean, I think with, with, even, I, even with gambling, like if, if it's something that you're doing for enjoyment and you're not, mm -hmm. it's not going to hurt you or your family if you lose the money. Like, right. I think if you go That's into it with that gamble, mindset it? where it's like, I'm here for fun and like, yeah. I budgeted for this. And if I lose it, like, I'm not, it's not going to affect me. And, and also like, I'm not like, I, I know what the limit is and I'm not going to go on some kind of like bender. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think, I think where it becomes gambling is when you're doing it in the hopes that this is going to like change your life or you're going to get it. And if I, if I put in a hundred bucks then maybe I could get, you know, 200, I need that money. I need, you know, that to me is where it slips into like a, an addiction that I think we're all pretty familiar with as an addiction. Um, sure. And there's certain people that, you know, I would say, I think for the, the, for the common person, like you're mentioning, like, like you and me or whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's wrong, but there's other people where I think, yeah, you probably should stay steer clear uh of that if you've had you know sure. what i'm saying it's like alcohol i Absolutely. guess would be like a like a thing like yeah you probably shouldn't have a bush uh but uh a coors light yeah you probably shouldn't <laughs> you probably shouldn't have have that if you if you've had an issue or if you mm -hmm. you know have an addict so a lot of people um i always say you know it's not the cool thing to say but it's like let's pray about it let's make sure you know let's make sure that this is yeah. something that's good yeah. for me but um yeah, that's like one of those gray areas, too, because it's easy to say, well, gambling's wrong. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, it always yeah. makes you wonder what is a gamble. And then in the Bible, like casting lots, they casted lots mm -hmm. a lot, um, which is interesting that they were casting lots for God to decide. I think that's kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, we don't know what it is. So we're going to put everybody's name in a hat and we're going to cast <laughs> lot, you know. <laughs> And then God will mm -hmm. figure it out. And I almost wonder part of them were doing that because they didn't want to be the bad guy for like, you know, this dude over here couldn't get this leadership position. So we'll cast lots. Right, it'll be all good. Right, right, right. Because right. then God was, I don't know. Yeah, we can put it on God. <laughs> right. I, I'm not saying casting lots is gambling, but it kind of has a little bit of an element to that. Mm -hmm. um, right. Right. And I don't know. I, I look at that, that, um, the chosen that there was a lot there's some gambling there and a couple first and some of it you know even in the mm -hmm. in even in the bible times right there was some of that yeah. i think now it's getting a little out of hand um it's getting more accessible for gambling it's kind of like pornography was uh obviously we know pornography is wrong in every form but it it was like hard to get when we were kids and now it's like for these kids it's like they can pull up their right. phone and get it in two seconds uh, whereas gambling was harder to do before. Now you can pull up your phone and you can gamble on a football game that night. So because it's mm. becoming more accessible, I think we have to be more in the spirit to ask, like, should I play this parlay, you know, for this football game? Right, uh, for those right. of you who don't know, that's a gambling right. term for like, how many times will there be a fumble or whatever? Like, it's just fun stuff like that. But I do think there are some people that shouldn't do it. Like, just Absolutely. don't do it, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, I didn't know we were going to talk about gambling today, but here we are. I didn't either. I didn't yeah, know we were going to talk about any of this stuff. 
Yeah, this is how it goes for people who don't know. We just kind of like create magic with our brains. Yes. Yes. <laughs> magical. Every time you're on, it's magical, Joshua. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, oh, I do. Before before we go though, I do want to say for those who are watching, I I made this really cool man room in my basement. All right. So let me let you, me open it up. Can I open it up so they can yeah. see? Oh, wait, you know what? I'm not even gonna do that. Clean. Let me do this. Bam. Oh, there you go, everybody. So check you this got some out. Bucks on the wall. You got the bucks on the wall. Look at that. I still got to paint these doors and the trim. I still have to do that. I haven't, I, ha I haven't painted those doors in the trim yet, but I got to do that. And then if you can see, I went cheap. So the ceiling, I just sprayed, just sprayed it black because. Sweet. Oh, uh, yeah. It's cheaper. <laughs> it was cheaper. And then I ran electric up there and put in these like little led puck lights that you see here. Uh, they're mm -hmm. really, they're the best thing ever. They're like a pancake and they fit They're perfect if everybody wants to do that look it up they're on amazon they're not that expensive and then the flooring it's hard to tell but it's like a tile i got my kids lego desk over here but um some mm -hmm. legos on the ground um is that your gambling desk for poker whippy <laughs> we all or sit around in little kid chairs table <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah i did this room um i kind of just felt like i needed a little space like my wife and I have been discussing this. We have a pretty big house. It's like 2,500 square feet, five, five bedroom, big home in the, in the country. But like, there's not really a spot where you can get away if you need to, or mm. if there's times where somebody comes here to meet with me for pastoral stuff, I can do it right here in yeah. this room. And it's really chill, really fun. Um, and I can, I put like, I got, dude, TVs are so cheap now. I got that 75 inch dude. TV for like 600 bucks. Dude, like, it's, it's crazy. crazy. So, I got my Xbox hooked up to that. So, play video games with my kids or whatever. It's pretty dope, but it's nice to have that little space just to get away and to do it for cheap was amazing. Like, the wall, all the wood was here at the house when I bought the house. So, all the wood is here. Um, I didn't pay for any lumber, I just paid for the drywall, electrical, and it was a very cheap build that I'm pretty excited about. So you got to get a man. That's cave awesome, dude. Congrats. When, when your church blows up and you're making the mega millions mm -hmm. as a mega pastor, <laughs> Duke <of> La Mastra, <laughs> you'll have to have I, that uh, big old basement, giant I'm basement a with solid a hot gold, tub. Uh, solid gold <laughs> toilet, shower head, <laughs> yeah. sink. It's that's funny what, though. It's funny how you like value that's why I'm in certain this, things. That's why I do this. That's why I do this <laughs> for um, the money. so that I can yeah, be we're... rich one day. <laughs> uh, your money, your your wife makes the money for you, doesn't she? Yeah, uh, she uh, does. yeah. that's what my wife yeah. does. <laughs> I'm at, I'm a, I started making some money finally. <laughs> it, took, it took me a little while. Wait, getting your a, I Under Armour money finally. Under Armour sponsoring you? Yeah, I get I get uh yeah I get royalties <laughs> from Under Armour. Oh man, send them my way too, guys. Send them I my wish, way man. too. Yeah, for real. That's I, I need to actually. There's some hunting stuff that they sell that I, I need to get my hands on here soon. Because yeah, they're actually when they they go on sale at a certain point in August. Under Armour stuff does, and that's usually where I buy up uh, for hunting. Uh, they 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 have a pretty good market in that. So I'm curious to see since we're talking about Under Armour, if uh, next time I go on Facebook, it's going to be like a bunch of Under Armour ads. Yeah, it probably will. Uh, 
that's that one thing happens. I don't like that has changed, right? We were talking about things mm-hmm. that have changed since we were kids. I don't like that. I don't like the or sometimes I do. I watched like a Joe Rogan episode not too long ago. Maybe this will come up too. And they were talking about the three different this guy was talking about three different like sleep supplements that he takes. And mm-hmm. um I was just listening to it and next time I mean I was getting all those supplements. So finally I, I just it worked because I went to Amazon, I bought it. I just bought all the three supplements <laughs> because I'm like I did that today, literally this morning really? before our, our, yeah, before our staff meeting at church. I'm like, I'm just going to buy them. They keep coming up. I'm just not going to buy it from the ad that showed up in social media. I'm right. Gonna buy it from Amazon. Right. So take that. Kind of worked. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because Jeff Bezos really needs your business, Whippy. I think he does. I think he does. And if he can get <laughs> Amazon's some drones great. going, Amazon's so good. The, th- Dude, the problem I mean- with Amazon. The problem with Amazon is that like I'll look at I'll I'll look at my email and I'll just be like your Amazon order is on the way it'll be there tomorrow and I'm like I'm like my wife ordered something else on Amazon yeah. <laughs> it's like every day it's like every day there's something I'm like why are you just stop just can you stop I mean, <laughs> it's so easy though I'll tell you this in our town we don't have a dollar a dollar tree in our town. We have a dollar general. I think every town mm-hmm. in America has a dollar general. Yes. But we, we don't Dude, have a dollar the, tree because they're, keep going. they're huge. Dude, they're huge. So we have a we had a family dollar and a dollar general, two dollar generals. And those are okay, but for like youth ministry stuff, you need you need that next level, right? You need mm-hmm. that dollar tree. Yeah. And I and been, stuff's I, actually a dollar in there. Or a dollar twenty five. Well, buck twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. But they they just uh, closed down our family dollar, which I didn't care. But now I found out that they're opening the family dollar and and Dollar Tree combined. What? So you'll have family Dollar yeah. Tree. Dude. So one side is all the family dollars, so you can get the more of the higher price things that aren't you know a buck 25 mm-hmm. and then the other side is where i'm gonna go for youth ministry to pick up like 20 pool noodles on a thursday and i don't yeah, have bro. to drive and i don't have to go to amazon i could just get them when the idea comes to me so i'm pumped i am pumped about the dollar tree let that be known mark mark your calendar <laughs> today is the day josh whippy thank god for dollar tree coming into the little town Man. of arcade new york man look at jesus we had one years ago but we don't we don't have one now so but do you guys have five below? Uh, not in my town, but we do in Buffalo, like in the Buffalo area. Yeah, yeah those are great. Your kids Nothing's probably really a dollar in there, but but uh, yeah, my kids love it. My kids love that. Place. Nothing's a dollar, but everything is five dollars or below. Yeah, five or under. And then there's some random stuff that's like twenty five bucks, but you know, <laughs> but <laughs> but most of the stuff. Is, oh, it's uh, they call yeah. that five and beyond. Ooh, that's what they that call they that did? section yeah that's something like crazy that. five yeah, and beyond yeah so they yeah. they get that little segment there because they're like well the whole story is but this one is five and beyond it's a good marketing strategy to be able to get that they do pretty well i feel like they do uh and they do have some pretty cool stuff sometimes that you didn't think you needed but when you get it you're like oh my gosh right. this was a great purchase right like i got one of those phone those phone thing uh holders for my car got it for five bucks you know, to hold my phone and it goes into the right. like, event or whatever. And it was like, this is like the best thing I've ever purchased from there. But then they have the stupid stuff too. And if you ever go look through their books, oh my gosh, there's some really jacked up books that they have on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, they do cool. have good like phone accessories, like little things like that that are <laughs> that are good. Mm-hmm. I bought my I uh bought my son some boxing gloves from there. Some blue boxing gloves. I bought a tennis racket, a five dollar tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it's good. Like if you ever need a football in a pinch, you know, because like you're yep. you know, whatever, you're going, going to, to a park or, or something like that. Yep. Like a soccer ball, like you can get a you know, a football or like whatever for five bucks. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah, one time my uh my my daughter and I went out there um uh, and she didn't have she wore the wrong shoes or something stupid. And I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna get you the shoes you need right now. We're going to five below. And it was like some cheap like sandal or whatever. And I was like so thankful for that stupid store because I could get those sandals because my kids my kid brought the wrong shoes. So five dollar fix and we were done. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, bro. So Alex Seidler wants to know, Josh, why you don't pick up when he calls you. And he's very angry about this. Um, I try to avoid anybody from Elam Fellowship as much as possible. So understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Um, and I'm really busy. You know, I mean, I've got so much stuff going on. I, you know, the truth is he doesn't pick up my calls. That's why he's saying that stupid. Mm hmm. <laughs> he's saying that because i called him out on it and then he's like hey, well i'll set aside some time for you like once a month if you want to call and i do and then he doesn't pick up and then he tells me that blessings blessings shut up alex you, you should have him back on <laughs> yeah i'd love uh, to love have him. alex seidler back on he's probably not even listening anymore because that's no, what he does he, he just asks, he probably asks just, a question and expresses and his anger and then leaves yeah yeah that's if you're still does. there like, alex i will repent though so let me know if you're still there, I'll repent for that for that wrong comment I, I just made. But I, uh, I would love to have. I'm putting this out there, Alex Seidler. I would love to have you back on the podcast. But you're, um, he's always in like you know Africa or something. Hmm. You know that's not true, dude. He's in Lima. He's in Henrietta <laughs> or whatever. He's in the Rochester area. He just is. He he's just really busy. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's doing great work over there. Proud of him. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Proud of my. Old I would roommate. love. I do want. I do. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Is like you and Alex together. Mm. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be crazy. That might be a well, fun hey, man, one. If we could ever Stay work tuned. it out to get this other podcast going, I'm still down for it. <laughs> I just want to put that out in the public in the public eye. I don't really yeah. have time for it, but I'll make time for it. Yeah, I don't know yet. I'll let you know. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, man. <laughs> yeah, I like I don't even know like I I'm on yeah, like I really don't have the time for it, but if mm-hmm. we want to pursue that, I will make the time. Yeah. Oh, let me know. I'm laying down let the Let me know. Well, I'll let you know, you let me know and we'll actually do something. So, cool. Even if we do like a mini series, then we'll see how long we can keep it up for. So, yeah. this is only our so we like one the... season. Like commit to one season and then yeah. you know, see how it goes commit to like 10 episodes or something like that yeah i think or like 11 or like just like some like a random number Mm, three not we'll just commit to three we'll do three no that's not (laughs) that's not long enough you gotta do seven the lord's number seven yeah seven's a good number yeah we could do like uh like you know tens tens like the netflix series number oh yeah you know 10 episodes Mm -hmm. unless they go Um, cheap then it's eight and i'm like eight yeah give me two more yeah a lot of them do eight and if but if they're long though you can get away with like 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 six 
Some of them do. Like Peaky Blinders does like six. I think. Oh, wow. Something like that. Wow. But they're long. Each one's like a movie. Like, have you ever seen the uh, Have you ever seen the Sherlock Holmes, uh, the BBC Sherlock Holmes? A season's like three episodes, but I think three or four. But each one is its own. It's a movie, dude. Like it's really? 90 minutes to two hours long. What is that on? amazing so it's a bbc show i don't know which streaming service has it you have to google it and see but that's with like have benedict you... cumberbatch oh, and yeah, yeah, um yeah, yeah. dude it's so good have you noticed it's that it's becoming series. easier to understand the brits like i feel like there was a season of my life not too long ago where i couldn't understand what they were saying but now it doesn't mm. feel like that at all now i feel like i i like it doesn't feel that foreign to me and i wonder if it's just because of like content from netflix things like that i wonder if that maybe is why because that first original office i can remember watching it like 10 years ago and being like i can't understand what they're saying but i use subtitles too so that might help yeah i'm an old guy using subtitles i do the subtitles man i love them i do it on everything i just leave i just you know i do it on everything it, well, I don't do it on everything because I don't do it for sports because it's delayed. So oh, yeah, I don't. Do I, don't I, I don't do it on live I TV, do it but I do it on TV stuff though. like streaming stuff. Yeah, right. And I'm like, man, AI is getting so good, but they're still like five seconds delayed. Like they should be able to get that in time. I would think the subtitles. Have you ever in seen time. it? I, I um, and it might be. I don't know whose fault it would be. Like, I don't know if it's the streaming platform or what, but there's, have you ever, has it ever happened to you where like you're watching a, a show and the subtitles are like extremely small? Hmm, like we no. were watching something the other day on, I think it was Peacock maybe. I think it was hmm. Peacock. And the subtitles were like, I mean, you couldn't read them. Like they were like so tiny, like just right in the middle yeah. of the screen, like, like super tiny subtitles. I was like, what is going on? And it wasn't like you went out and went back. Like it was just, that's what it was like it it was always like that i don't think i don't i haven't noticed that but i'll keep an eye out for you Mm -hmm. let you know we'll so we'll start a we'll we'll start a a boycott yeah we'll we'll boycott little little subtitles get out of our lives they're people too josh whippy they need to repent tiny subtitles are people too all right well we better wrap this up i appreciate you man appreciate you too buddy have a great day yeah You too, homie. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, real live talk. You're the best. Thank you.